Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am grateful tonight for what I feel in this place. And I know that what God is taking us to and what He is trying to expose us to is going to be greater than any of us. It's going to take all of Him and everything we can do in walking before Him to see it all come to pass. And I am hungry for that tonight. Man, I am so hungry for that tonight. I have one verse of Scripture and I want to take you to the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and I don't even know if you'll call this a sermon tonight. I hope it's more of a message to all of us. Jeremiah chapter 33. The Lord quickened this one verse. And it simply says, call unto me. Call unto me. And I will answer thee. What a simple statement. What a simple admonition. Just call unto me. And I will answer thee. And I will show thee. Anybody hungry for God to show us some things? I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And all it takes for that ladder to happen is for you and I just to open our mouth and call on Him. Amen. Some of you think, well, I've not lived for God long enough. I don't know how to pray. You don't have to know how to pray. If you know how to say Jesus, that's all you need to know right now. You'll grow in prayer, but right now, if you'll just say Jesus, that in itself will turn hell upside down. It'll stop demons in their tracks. If you'll just start saying the name of Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen. I don't have a title. I don't even have any notes. But I feel like God wants to talk to us. Amen. You can be seated. So many of God's great promises are wrapped up in the simplest instructions. I want to say that again. So many of God's great blessings and power are wrapped up in the simplest instructions. Not complicated. You don't have to have a PhD or a doctorate to be able to divine or rightly understand the word. But a first grader can read it and understand what God is trying to say. He uses words like ask. Ask and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. 
knock, and the door shall be open unto you. Nothing complicated about God's process. Because if it was complicated, it would take me to be able to figure it out. In my humanity or in my, my so-called importance, I, I would, I would feel like I have an edge on somebody else because I know a little bit more or I have a higher realm of education or I have more letters behind my name. But what I'm talking about tonight, even a child can do. And when they do it, God obligates himself to move. There's nothing more powerful that I can know of tonight that God could speak to any of us than just the simple instruction, call unto me and I will answer thee. I will answer thee and I will show you great and mighty things. God ties two of the most uh, powerful things connected with who he is to a simple calling on him of just opening your mouth and beginning to declare the name of the Lord or the word of God over your situation. You see, God has brought us to this point Not so we would be confused, but so we would understand that you can always find me if you will just seek me. Yes, if you will just seek me, you can find me. If you will just knock, then the door will be opened. The tragedy is many of us know that, but we remain silent. We we don't want anybody to uh, hear us or we don't, we, we don't want to be uh, a spectacle. And so we turn the light upon ourselves, and, and we make it about us when in reality God said, I want to make it so simple that you don't even have to factor in the equation. Just call and I'll answer. Just open your mouth and begin to call. This verse is set in the context of a passage that you you have to read the whole context to really get the impact of what God was saying through Jeremiah to his people. But if you'll permit me, I'm going to read from the message translation because it it, it simplifies it in many ways and puts it in a in a, a message that you and I could probably more clearly understand. But this is what Jeremiah chapter 33 reads like in the message translation. Beginning with verse 1, he said, While Jeremiah was still locked up in jail, a second message came from God, or a second message from God was given to him. And this is God's message. The God who made earth made it livable and lasting, known everywhere as God. He said, call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. And verse number four said, this is what God, the God of Israel, has to say about what's going on in this city and about the homes of both people and kings. 
that have been demolished and above all the ravages of war and the killing by the Chaldeans and all the street littered with dead bodies of those killed because of my raging anger and about all that's happened because the evil action in this city have turned my stomach in disgust. But now, everybody say, but now. But now, take another look. When you look at it now, after you understand my instruction, you realize that my word to you was in order to allow me to do what you cannot do. You cannot fix the city that you're living in. You cannot fix the problem that you're living around. But God said, I know how to fix them. And I know how to heal them. And I know how to make everything as it ought to be. And all you need to do to release that power into that situation is just call on me. Just call on me. Call on me. Amen. The word call in the Hebrew literally means to accost somebody. So I'm interpreting that, that it wasn't just some quiet, uh, reserved, uh, you know, hey, 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 God. I kind of interpreted it. It was in one of those in your face kind of things. It's like, God. I had no milk toast here. There was no patty cake for Jesus going on. There was a sense of desperation because when they looked around and saw the mess of the world that they were living in and they were trying to figure out how's God going to, how's this going to ever be fixed? God said, you don't worry about it. I know how to fix it. What I need you to do is do what you can do. And that is call upon me and let me show you what I can do to transform your town or your home or your community when I look around in our community tonight and I see what is going on I realize more and more how important it is that we understand what our part in this revival is and what God's part is. It is not my part to save them. It is my part to cry out. It is not my part to try to wrap them up and clean them up, but it is my part to cry out. And when I begin to cry out, God said, I will work. I will move. I will straighten up the mess. I will correct the failures. I will restore and put back in order what life has torn apart if you call on me. If you call on me. But now take another look. I'm going to give this city a thorough renovation. Working a true healing inside and out. I'm going to show them life whole. Life Brimming with blessings. I'll restore everything that was lost to Judah and Jerusalem. I'll build everything back as good as new. I'll scrub them clean from the dirt they've done against me. I'll forgive everything they've done wrong. Forgive all their rebellions. And Jerusalem will be a center of joy and praise and glory for all the countless of the earth. They'll get reports on all the good I'm doing for her 
They'll be in awe of the blessings I am pouring on her. And all that it takes for that kind of transformation is for somebody to just get desperate enough to start saying, Jesus! Jesus! We need you in Webster, Texas. We need you in Link City, Texas. We need you in our community. We need you in Magnolia Creek. We need you in Heritage Park. We need you to come and do what only you will do. God said this, if you will let me hear your voice, I'll let you see my glory. If you'll just let me hear your voice, I'll let you see my mighty arm. Oh, if you want to know what God's mighty arm can do, go read the story of Israel coming out of Egyptian bondage and you'll see just how mighty the arm of the Lord was to deliver them and to keep them and protect them. If you want to know how great the arm of the Lord is, look to the extension of that and look at the hand of God and realize that that hand hollowed out the earth. It hollowed out the valleys and it formed the mountains and that hand is what slung into space the billions of stars that are out there right now that are sending a message back to us. Look at what God can do. Look at what God can do. I'm telling you, church, we are surrounded by miracles that are calling on us to understand what God can do. And if we'll just call on Him, if we'll just lift our voice and get out of our pride and say, God... I'm hungry. I want a breakthrough. I want a revival in my home. I want a revival in my community. If you'll just let me hear you, I'll let you see my glory. If you will simply open your mouth, God said, I'll transform the worst of situations. God said, I know what's going on in the city. I know what's going on around you right now. God is not ignorant to what we're going through. We keep talking about all of this. Some of you are fighting some of the worst devils you've had to fight since you started living for God. Some of you are in some of the deepest struggles right now you've ever been in in your spiritual journey. And you keep hearing all this preacher stuff and you're thinking, God, when is it ever going to come to pass? I'm telling you it's coming to pass right now. You just keep your mouth open and you just keep talking to Him. Because as you talk to Him, then that releases God to go do what only God can do and transform that situation and make it whole. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise right now. I want to commend some of our young couples that showed up for prayer meeting last night. I'd like to see a whole bunch more of you. Hey man, you so really you Saturday's busy. Will you come to me and tell me what night works for you and I'll change prayer meeting to that night. 
But it is, it is, it is essential that as a body, we open our mouth and begin to call on God so that God can do what he has promised that he would. God said, I will open the windows of heaven and pour out upon you blessings that you cannot contain. I will do it if you will just open your mouth and call. If you will just come to the door and and knock. If you will just stand there and call out my name, I will move in your behalf. If you'll just seek me, if you'll just seek me, if you'll just hunger for me, I'll, I'll make sure that you find what you need. Amen. I'm praying tonight for a revival of prayer in Greater Life Church because we need it desperately. It's great to have all of these other things going on, but if we don't pray... What God is doing here will mount to nothing. The only way it can be sustained and taken to the next level is for people to unite in a spirit of prayer. And as we unite in a spirit of prayer and begin to call on Him, He said, I will do great. I will show you great and mighty things. God said, I will come into your midst while you're worshiping me. God said, I'm going to do great healings and miracles in your midst while you're worshiping me. Amen. And all you got to do is just open your mouth and cry out to him. Just call his name. Jesus. You know, my, my, my pastor, when I was a child, he, he was not a highly educated man, great man of God. One of the best men I've ever met in my life. But he used to tell us as a church, he said, I, you, you cannot sincerely say the name of Jesus three times in a row without something happening. And I know that sounds kind of uh, simplistic, but you know what I watched as a child when that church would begin to move in obedience and they would begin to call on the name of Jesus. About that second and a half time, about that third time, just as it was starting to come out of the mouth on that third time, it was like glory would come down in that place and the Holy Ghost would fall in that building and God would fill people with the Holy Ghost and God would do miraculous things. And it comes about simply by us doing what we already know how to do. We talk to the wrong people though. Amen. We need to talk to him. Say, call upon him. Come on, say it. Call upon him. Call upon me. Call upon me. Don't just come casually, but come desperately. Call upon me. Jesus, I've got to have an answer. I've got, and just keep coming. He said of the woman that came and knocked, he said, I, I, I'm not getting up for any other reason, but that if I don't get up, she's not going to let me sleep a week tonight. I don't think God is that reluctant. I think what he was trying to prove to us is that sometimes you have to be desperate enough that nothing can stop you and you will not be silent until there is an answer that comes. And I am believing that there's going to be some people at greater life that are going to open their mouth and they're not going to shut up until that answer comes. Come on. Let's clap our hands to him right now. Ah, yes. 
Come on, open your mouth to him right now. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We need you tonight, God. We need you tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.